Welcome back, everybody. Today is Unstoppable Spaces, episode seven. We've got uh, Ishmilia up here, the guy who's hosting the Domainer Expo in Vegas, December 6th and 7th. And yeah, I'll let you introduce yourself. Definitely. I was just sharing the room. Um, yeah, I'm Ishmilia, man. I'm just a domain junkie, the founder of Domain, Domainer Expo. Um, I'm a Web2 domain investor and very, very bullish on Web3 domains. I'll say I'm a Web3 domain investor as well. Um, although we're still yet to see the ROI in Web3. <laughs> so I love domaining. Um, in the real world, I do marketing and I try to apply um, just my skill sets into domaining. Um, just very, very passionate about domains, passionate about connecting people. And, um, you know, I'm excited about what's coming up shortly, which is the Domainer Expo, which is a perfect fusion of Web2 and Web3. And uh, how many Web2 domaining conferences have you been to, would you say, over the years? Oh, like 2,544. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There aren't that many of them. Um, I've, 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 I would say that I've participated in a lot of Web2 dialogue um, on social media apps like Clubhouse here on Twitter. So to me, those are also conferences when you really think about it. Anytime two or more people are gathered to, to have a topic, it's a conference. But as far as like an actual in real life event, the first um, Web2 conference that I attended was last year um, at NamesCon, which is primarily the industry conference. Um, and I attended and spoke at NamesCon earlier this year as well. Um, outside of NamesCon, there aren't that many other Web2 conferences here in the U.S. Um, I know that. They recently had Domain Days in Dubai, which is which seemed like an awesome event. Um, and um, that was sort of like the inspiration behind Domain Expo was as the industry gets bigger, as more people come into this industry um, via the you know, love of the blockchain and Domain being a solid application of that, um, whether you're on .btc or .eth or free name or UD, um, you know, it's all on the blockchain. So I think that, you know, that is something that I believe will continue growing exponentially. And I want it to be at the forefront of it um, alongside the rest of you guys. Right on. And uh, when you were at NamesCon, were there any aspects from there that you kind of want to bring to your conferences in the future? Or did you notice anything that was like really, really missing that you were like, yeah, I got to I got to add this to my own conference? Yeah, so I do have a background of putting business conferences together, um, you know, applying my marketing skills. But what I noticed at NamesCon was Web3 was sort of like a side conversation. Um, you know, matter of fact, I see Paige in the audience. We were on a panel together um, with Sandy Carter from Unstoppable, obviously. Um, she was on a separate panel. And they sort of like put us in the back room. We weren't on the main stage. So I felt like when I do my conference, it's going to be one stage and everyone's going to be on the main stage. So it doesn't give the vibe like this is a side conversation. This is not even as important. Um, that was one of the things that I noticed. I just noticed that Web3 was sort of like, uh, if you want to talk about it, go in that corner right there. Um, and that didn't really resonate with me. Um, and I, I also felt like it was sort of like, um, you know, for lack of better words, a, a, a fraternity of, of the same people. And, you know, I, I didn't see anyone that I recognized on Twitter spaces. Um, you know, so I felt like there was a disconnect with this new emerging 
um, group of domainers that are in Twitter spaces and elsewhere. So I wanted to do something that was more inclusive, in my opinion. I respect that. And uh, on the last uh, spaces we hosted a while back, you mentioned um, having a Web2 domainer mentor. Will he also be making an appearance in Vegas? Yeah, um, so I have several Web2 domain <laughs> mentors. One of them is here, Paige. Um, one of them is speaking at the conference. His name is Colin Campbell. Colin, um, I feel like he finished the book on Web2. He was able to start, apply for a registry, run a registry and exit a registry. Um, so he's going to be doing a keynote and we just updated the agenda. Um, it's about 90% complete, so take a look at it. Um, so Colin is gonna be doing a keynote called How to Catch a Tech Wave, because he's really been able to identify technology shifts. Um, and one of them being when ICANN was issuing out extensions, he applied for one. I know Paige applied for one as well. Um, so. He's going to be there. And there's a lot of people that I look up to that I don't even maybe have a personal friendship with, but I, I admire what they've done that I've reached out to. And some of them have been kind enough to say I'll be there, like Braden Pullock, um, very, very successful web suit domainer. Um, and I think from just his handle, Braden.eth, I think he gets Web3. Um, so I, I like to look for people that want to, you know, want to share their experience, um, share their success tips. Um, their insights, and I feel like that makes for a meaningful user experience at the conference. Um, so yeah, definitely a lot of my mentors would be there. Todd, Bruce, um, people that I look up to in Web2, and people that I admire what they're doing in Web3. That's great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting everybody at the uh, the conference. This is my first time going out to Vegas and just kind of like getting to know people from uh, from this industry. But, uh, but yeah, what has been your, your most successful strategy, would you say, today when it comes to uh, to networking in this industry, when it comes to demands? I think, honestly speaking, um, meeting people in person um, goes a long way. Um, so I think that when I went to NamesCon, I felt like I did the pilgrimage as a domainer. Prior to that, it was sort of like imposter syndrome. But when I went out there, and I met the people and I was like, oh, so this is the guy that did that for 10 million. And this is the guy that did that for, you know, the soldhomes.com. And this is the guy that runs this TLD with 300 extensions. It just felt more real to me versus something that was at the back of my mind is, you know, uh, uh, you know, like me using my imagination on, you know, I wonder what these people look like. And just to be able to put faces and shake hands with those people um, gave me a boost of confidence in my domain in, um, journey, to be honest with you. I met Paige out there and, you know, Paige has been really very, very helpful, connecting me with people in the industry, behind the scenes, making introductions. But I think us meeting in person probably made him feel more comfortable. Right? And so I think meeting people in person is a huge catalyst um, for business development, personal relationships, working relationships, and just getting things done. So I feel like everyone was attending this conference or any conference in any field that you're passionate about, you're making an investment in yourself for sure. 100%. And I can relate to how it feels kind of surreal being there and meeting people in person. Like when I first got hired at UD about six months ago, two weeks prior to that, I was working for like an HOA property management company. And then in two weeks, I shifted over to, to domains and I got invited out over to, to Austin to go over to Consensus, I think it was. And it was, it was nuts, like shaking everybody's hand, kind of like meeting everybody, 
seeing all these crypto people flying in from different countries and just realizing like yeah like this is like this is a very real thing <laughs> it, because it, like before that just seemed like in the back of my mind it's like this thing on the internet right so that was that was awesome yeah. to see no definitely I, I think one of the highlights for me was when i spoke at miami nfc week uh, you know i just felt like i felt good about myself and i felt like you know just watching that event, like, wow, this is pretty massive. And, you know, Mark Cuban was a speaker there and a bunch of other people that I had been following in crypto. And, you know, I went to BTC uh, Miami as well and, um, you know, met the Winklevoss twins. And just, you know, conferences are just one of those places where you connect with people um, of different backgrounds that you align with in terms of a common interest. So I feel like that's where you develop and build a tribe. Definitely. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't fully introduce the other speaker. Hey, what's up, Paige? How's it going? It's going great. Great to be in the unstoppable room. I was sitting here searching my Gmails, going back to my first uh, unstoppable purchase on January 9th, 2020. And uh, Brad and I had done some stuff with a joint venture in 2019 with unstoppable. So I did my first alternate domain names back in 03 and 04. So it didn't take me much to figure out what you guys were doing. And uh, it's been great to watch you and, and see how you guys have, you know, evangelized the whole concept of these digital identity, web three domain, blockchain domain. I don't know. I think we need a new name for them, but, uh, um, you know, I, I'm glad to be uh, glad to be aboard, glad to be coming to Domain or Expo. And, you know, I talked with this, you know, it's the idea is, is, is I'm planning out my 2024, you know, and, and the best time to do it is right here at the end of 2023. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to meet you in Vegas. I'll be out there too um, for that week. And I, I think it's funny. I used to tell people that <clears throat> the greatest thing about going to a domainer conference or a domain conference was you didn't have to spend the first 20 minutes telling people what you did to then finally have like five minutes of real interaction, you know, but it took this, you had to like preface everything you were doing. And I think what's interesting about this conference is there, there are going to be a lot of people coming from all different backgrounds, but I think a lot of people aren't going to see web two and web three domains are just going to see domains, but at least when it comes to talking about web three domains or did, there's gonna be a lot of people at the conference. I won't have to explain what they are to start talking about some of the benefits and the intricacies and the strategies. And so Ish, I'm looking forward to that, that, that there'll be a lot of people that I've interacted with on your spaces that we could just pick right up from something that happened, you know, when we were kind of grinding on a topic or something like that. And you can just pick right up without having to preface it and, and spend 20 minutes getting to what you want to talk about. Yeah, ex exactly. You don't have to explain what, what a Web3 domain is and you can just get straight to, you know, what their value add is and how you can potentially create a win-win. And I think that that's what I said earlier about, you know, building a tribe because everyone has that common interest, right? You know, people, everyone there is fascinated or involved in domains, right? They're stakeholders, whether it's a builder, it's a registry, whatever it is. And just being able to connect with people allows you to take relationships to the next level. I mean, you've been to several conferences. How have they benefited you? Oh, I mean, it's, it's been everything. I mean, from the first 
traffic Silicon Valley. I walked in the door in 2005. I knew three people in the domain space, and two of them were the first two people I met. And they introduced me to <clears throat> two other people that they knew. And all of a sudden, I knew those people so I could join a conversation they were in. And then all of a sudden, I was meeting someone else that I didn't know at a company I didn't know. And then all of a sudden, kind of like you did when you got into the industry, and all of a sudden, you're like, hey, Frank Schilling. Hey, Rick Schwartz. What's going on? Let's have lunch, you know? And all of a sudden, you're, you're making those relationships. So here, it's going to be interesting because a lot of them, I've got the spaces time and the, the Twitter time with them. And, uh, and now, it'll be good to meet them in person. But I think at an in-person conference, you are able to kind of daisy chain the relationships a little bit from meeting one person to then joining a conversation they have with someone you didn't know. And I think you leave um, you know, with some more in-depth relationships that you can build from. Most definitely. I remember when I, when I was out in consensus, that's kind of what hit me. I was like, at first I didn't understand why they charge so much money for each day at consensus. And then just being there one day, I just realized the value of all the connections that could just be walking around there waiting to meet you. Yeah, it's, it's really priceless to connect with people that you have a common interest with in person, because that's really where I feel like one plus one turns to 11. You know, you know, anyone on Twitter spaces can, you know, throw up emojis, but when you're able to connect with people face to face and hear them speak, um, it, it really just sparks your interest, you know, much more in, in whatever that common topic is. And, and the cool thing about domains is we're at a very, very um, interesting point. I think we're kind of like at an inflection point where things are going to change rapidly, right? Um, you know, the, the current status of domains where, you know, people are saying, you know, arguably that web, you know, .com is king, I believe that's going to be relentlessly challenged in the coming years. And, you know, we have internal debates on Web3, you know, ENS versus all the protocols, Unstoppable versus this, Gary versus Matt, all this bullshit, right? But the, the reality is we're in a multi-billion dollar industry at this point, and it's very much in its infancy. So most of us here are pioneers. Some people are just here just shooting the shit, hanging out, but they're real builders here. I see people like Andrew, I see people like Ron, I see people like Paige, um, people like Ivan, people like Bama, Name of Tips. I mean, these are the people that are shaping an emerging space. So how awesome is it that we're already connected here on Twitter spaces, which didn't exist, say, five years ago, right? But it shouldn't have stopped there. We should definitely take the initiative to invest in those relationships because, you know, I'll tell you what, the people that do will benefit from it tremendously. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm talking about here's, here's, oh, there's, there's a lot there's of feedback. There we go, okay. Yeah, talk about being pioneers. Like you're hosting one of the first ever um, strictly Web3 domain or conferences, which is going to be huge. Yeah, I'm, I'm nuts like that. <laughs> no, that's no, good. That's good though. But, I, but I think it is, it's just a domain or conference, right, Ish? We, we can't really pigeon it into just Web3, right? Yeah, very yeah, important. Yeah, very important. Yeah. You know, you know, my intent, my, intent, uh, my intent is to make it inclusive. Um, but I, I'm not going to lie. I also am heavily Web3 because I feel like that's where the innovation is. I feel like Web2 is Web3, right? Um, I don't, I have nothing to say to Web2 people. They're not receptive to new stuff, most of them. 
Um, they feel like, you know, it's business as usual. So although it's a Web 2 and Web 3 conference, it's very, very much our conference. Because I feel like this is the first conference that if you are on the Web 3 side, you can feel at home. But it's also inclusive. So if you're on the Web 2 side and you want to learn about Web 3 and share um, what's going on in Web 2, then, you know, you're very much at home as well. So it's an inclusive conference. It's not a Web 3 conference. Um, and it's also not a Web 2 conference. It's a domainer conference. Like, you know, again, there's an, there's an internal argument where people say Web 3 domains are not domains. I think that's a, an idiotic statement. I mean, I, I, I say that with no apologies. Um, because at the end of the day, it's an arrogant statement. It's very short-sighted. And it speaks of your ignorance. But it's our responsibility to enlighten people that have that mindset. You know, because at the end of the day, bro, like, you know, when people say things, they're speaking from either a position of fear or ignorance, right? They're trying to protect their bags because they feel like, you know, innovation is a threat to it, or they're just speaking out of their neck because they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but those of us that are informed, um, we also have to be very careful. We don't have the bias of too being forward thinking where we forget how the real world works today. So a balance is needed. I'm actually curious too. Um, Ishmael and Paige, are you guys both based out of the Las Vegas area, or where do you guys call home? Oh, um, Ish, you're you're pretty much jet setter, right? Well, home for me is Los Angeles, California. Um, but I do spend a heavy amount of time in Miami, and, um, and um, I've been in I've been Vegas, Vegas for the best part of this part month, of this just making arrangements for the conference. For the conference. And, and I have a little bit of a downtime, so, so I'm hanging out in Vegas. Yeah, I'm coming in from uh, south of Nashville, Tennessee, and then I spend part of my time in L.A. I do marketing for the .LA domain extension, so that gets me back home to where I grew up in L.A., and um, and that's where uh, that's where I'm coming in from. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I spent a few weeks in Knoxville, uh, uh, Tennessee. Yeah, it's funny. I think they think there's. No, no, go ahead, Paige. It's it's like whenever someone else is speaking, it has an echo. Okay, but um, and you know, as you mentioned building, and I think the story for 2024, and I'll talk about this a little bit at Domainer Expo, is, you know, we got to be realistic. We've had the runs, we've had the rips. We've had the sky high demand for most of the platforms, you know, and I think ENS and Unstoppable and HNS in particular. And now it's time for phase two. Now it's time for content. Now it's time for what's next. You know what I mean? And I think the more that the community is ready for what's next, um, I think we'll be better shape. Like for me, when, uh, when Unstoppable was nice enough to, uh, to give us a little credit early in the year, I decided to just go for one name. So I went for directory.x. And I looked at it and said, cause I'm old school, I was around when you know Yahoo was the web directory and there wasn't a search engine based upon links or whatever, it was a directory. And so I'm looking at it and saying, okay, I need to start now to be able to maybe be the directory for .x. And, and then I'm open to find other people that have said the same thing because I don't always understand everything about IFPS and Web3 content and this, that, and the other. But that's one of the things I'm coming with to Domain or Expo um, 
is to build some, is to get some ideas from people who know more than I do about what I can do with directory.x. I love that you mentioned building page um, because, you know, I, I have this mantra that content is king. And when you have great content, people will find you. So Web3 to me, um, Web3 domain specifically are its soul, right? And, you know, some people are heavy about decentralization. Some people are okay with centralization. But at the end of the day, content is what drives the value of, of any domain name. Like, you can have the best.com and if you have horrible content and someone has an alternate CLD, they're going to outperform you. Um, you know, good example, the boxing industry, right? I remember growing up and, you know, boxing was always on Showtime or HBO. You know, those outlets have since packed up because they've been disrupted by Dazzin. Who the hell saw Dazzin coming, right? But if they, if Dazzin has the fights that people want to watch, people will find a way to download Dazzin, <laughs> right? Another example is Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast has built a half a billion dollar net worth by putting out awesome content on YouTube. And so if Mr. Beast was to go to a, you know, another platform because of his content, people will go with him, right? There are people like, you know, there are other people that are on streaming platforms that are now getting ridiculous contracts because they're able to attract an audience because of their content. So I feel like Web3 tools are just, Web3 domains are just tools for content. And, you know, you can use them to your advantage, you can speculate on them, but you're right. It's time to start building because, you know, if you've been able to secure a great name, um, you know, the real value of a domain name, it's not its naked intrinsic value. It's how you can leverage it for visibility and, and your bottom line. So when people buy a .com name for $10 million, the buck doesn't stop there. They're, they're trying to have some sort of leverage or advantage in, in, in the real world of business. Right. They believe that this asset they've acquired is going to give them that that, um, you know, extra ability to outperform the competitors or dominate that category. And I think that Web3 domains will have the same similarity. You know, you see an Anheuser-Busch, for example, pick a beer.eth. You see someone buying business to NFT for what was it, one hundred twenty thousand dollars. We're seeing these transactions and their signals that people identify some of these assets as an advantageous asset, right? And I think for those of us that are mostly investors, we have to study these trends and we have to look at who the builders are so that we can partner up with them. Look, I got a great domain. What can we do together, right? Um, you know, I think that that's, that's a shift in thinking that people haven't really, haven't really seen in Web3. Everyone's just speculating and bashing each other and trying to... Um, you know, claim that they have the best protocol. All of this could go away tomorrow if the industry is not united. Yeah, and speaking of being united and just the community working together on content, uh, something that Mr. X has been working on that I think is pretty cool is this like uh, th this almost like FIFA soccer league type countdown to who has the best domain. So everybody kind of submits their favorite domain. People vote on which one's the the best one, and it kind of works out until the the best domain is picked. So I think we're going to partner up with him once this round's finished to do another one in the future. Good, e good evening, everyone. Uh, sorry, I was running a little late tonight at the Spaces. Uh, Ish, good to see you here. Um, Paige, glad to see that you were able to come up here and, and chat a little bit. Uh, just want to say thank you to everyone out here who's a domainer. And uh, I actually spent a good part of my day-to-day -day with the dev team talking about 
um, what tools we might need uh, for domainers. It, for people who are uh, already signed up at unstoppabledomains.com, we'll have a survey going out to you guys uh, I, later this week. Adrian, I don't know if you talked to Nate about it, but we're looking to get feedback on your Web2 domain collection as well. So if you own dot com domain names uh, and we'll we'll be talking to you getting some survey questions we have just learned a lot uh from you guys and i was talking to my team today and one of the things that i said you know it came up in discussion is you know who's the first person to introduce you to bitcoin like how did you learn about it and it was kind of the question that we were asking each other and the feedback was it's always like my friend told me about bitcoin and then they convinced me to get my first wallet and buy some or whatever and then we were talking about okay well who's going to be the first person to get you your web3 domain right and to get you to set up a web3 profile and uh to get you to use that as your uh, name across places on social media and it's also going to be your friend so one of the things that we're going to be focusing on um, Q1 next year is a lot more tools for you guys, you domainers in this space. You do, and uh, we think you guys are great. So I just want to thank everyone out there who's collecting domains in general. Uh, you know, if you're collecting UD domains, thank you. If you're collecting ENS domains, glad to have you here as well. If you're, I heard Paige mention a few other ones. You know, we're supporting .sats as soon as we get the wallet uh, figured out, and we're talking to other people in the industry who uh, name systems as well. Uh, we're gonna, you know, it's gonna take time to get all, all these things integrated uh but just happy to have you guys here and appreciate the feedback and, and i just want to put that out there if you do see us reach out to you for survey questions um uh, you know, please let us know and if you don't mind commenting on this post with your uh maybe we might do this tomorrow on a tweet like what's your favorite domain extensions other than com we're interested to know that because we're hooking up all the web 2 to web 3 stuff uh and i just think it's i just think it's the industry right now is there's just so much going behind the scenes. You know, the best building happens in bear markets. Uh, we've got a lot of great updates coming and I'm looking forward to just continuing to build in 2024. And this may be heresy because we're on a, a crypto spaces, right? But I actually hope that the prices stay steady, you know, over the next 12 months or, you know, grind higher slowly. Uh, because I actually like these quieter periods in crypto where we just get stuff made. Um, and, uh, I'm very excited about all the things um, that we've got coming for you guys. Thank you for that, Matt. I just wanted to say something. Um, you know, when I came into Web3, I was already very, very involved with Web2 domain names. Um, I own a stake in Dot Hip Hop. I've worked with um, Dot Club. I've worked with, yeah, I've met some of the best domainers like Paige, Rich Schwartz, Frank Schillen. You know, there were a lot of people that were. You know, I'll say that the conversation was mostly very one-sided. Everyone was very bullish on .eth, including myself. I mean, you can look at my wallet. I'm a .eth guy. And I believe that, you know, the, the there's been a shift, right, where people are now becoming more open-minded. And people, like myself, appreciate the maturity of an unstoppable domains, right, where it's like, okay, you guys are not just pushing your domain CLDs, you're also allowing people to acquire .com, even a .eth very your ecosystem. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that you guys don't get flowers for, right? There are a lot of people here that push a narrative. And again, remember what I said about people moving from fear and protecting their bags and not just being mature enough to say, if the other guy doesn't agree with me, he's not my enemy, right? He's just, he has his views and I have to respect his views and I have to stand 
respect my views, but you have to be open-minded um, in any emerging space. You know, there are people already declaring a winner in Web3, and I think that's ridiculous. We're still super early. We're at that phase where Bitcoin wasn't even $100 yet, right? And so I feel like everyone should have an open mind. You don't have to necessarily change your belief system. You don't have to um, follow the next person's investment thesis, but encourage each other. Like, I feel like we, you know, we're in a space where, like you said, we're going to be the people to go out there and explain this to the rest of the world, right? So if we're fighting amongst each other and, you know, undermining each other, it, it's a bad look for all of us. You know, unstoppable domains, whether you like them or you don't like them, I love the way you guys have been moving, you know, the the creating a Web3 domain alliance and spearheading it, um, educating people. Like, I, I'm rocking Ishmaeli.eth and I feel very welcome here. And I can't say the same for the ENS Labs people, right? Not to criticize them on your platform, but the point I'm trying to make is I just like this for Web3 domaining. I like the inclusivity. I like the the um, the innovation. I love the marketing. And, you know, I think that, you know, you don't get enough credit for that. And, you know, there are people that go, oh, there's no renewals and there's no that. It's ironic to me because you're trying to tell somebody how to run their business, right? You're not asking the real questions like, why do you choose not to do renewals? I, I do my due diligence. And the answers that I've received have been satisfactory. When I asked Matt, why don't you guys charge renewals? He said, I don't have to charge renewals in Web3 to be sustainable. That is a Web2 mindset. And even in Web2, right, when you think about it, .com is allegedly king. They don't have a $640 renewal on any .com name. You know, GoDaddy makes a bulk of their revenue from the value add, right? And it's the integrations that make a protocol boom. So I feel like there's enough, I have an abundance mindset. I feel like there's enough room for Unstoppable. There's enough room for ENS. They both serve different demographics. And I have a, the mindset of this, Web3 doesn't have to function like Web2. We don't need just a DNS. There could be a free name. There could be an Unstoppable. There could be an open network. There could be an ENS. And, and it's not a competition, right? In as much as business is competition, Digital identity is such a broad thing that we're solving that people should have options. That's just my take on that. Hey, Paige, I had a question for you. Um, I actually don't know how long you've been in the uh, domain game. Um, so, but I, I'm actually kind of curious. Uh, when you were seeing, when you see like .com, traditional DNS domain names, um, you, you know, getting adopted, you know, a lot of domainers do outbound. Right. Uh, and so they what they do is they develop properties and then those end up. This is what I'm seeing. I'm learning the industry for Web2. Right. So they they develop the properties. Uh, they develop the categories. They you know, cold call, contact, reach out and explain the value prop um, to small businesses or people who might need to set up websites. And I know a lot of that happened in the late 90s and early 2000s and really helped drive. Um, adoption for your digital storefront, right? Uh, I'm curious, do you have a theory uh, for how that might work in Web3 with digital identities since they're much more consumer focused? Um, have you thought about that? Because this is something we talk about internally unstoppable all the time. And I've come to the conclusion that I think it's domainers you're going to lead the way again the second time in this wave. Um, and I'm, I'm looking for ways to help activate uh, that as well. And I just reposted a tweet uh, that I saw where uh, Anon.eth said, hey, I just 
strong armed my friend in, into getting his .eth domain name. And I was saying, I think, you know, I got my first Bitcoin because my friend got it to me. Uh, and I think that domains are going to work the same way for a digital identity. It's going to be your friend who makes you get it for some reason or another. So uh, do you have any thoughts or comments on that? I'd love to hear them uh, coming from your uh, longer experience in the industry. Yeah, I, I probably do have a lot of thoughts on that. Uh, I, I bought domains to, to build websites on starting in 97, started speculating in 02, applied for an ICANN demand in 01. You know, I probably bought or sold 5,000 domains for probably 20 million bucks, had two sales over a million bucks, probably bought and sold on every marketplace that exists. And um, my take is, you know, don't, I would not <laughs> rest your hopes on domainers. Um, domainers are used to a system that's determined by edict, whether it's VeriSign or ICANN or GoDaddy. Someone tells you what you're allowed to do, and that's all you're allowed to do. And people have shown an amazing ability to be speculators and collectors on the hope that something may work in the future. I think that's been a big part of what's made Web3 domains successful, is people want a chance in the future, you know what I mean? And they think it's gonna come not in the places that exist now, but back to outbounding. I don't think outbounding, outbounding is, if you were talking about domainers, outbounding, that is the one guaranteed way to make money in domaining is to put effort into contacting people. But what you lose when you outbound is you lose the leverage. If I email Ish and I say, Ish, I know you're doing a, a, a domainer expo. I've got uh, domainerconference.world uh, and I'll sell it to you for 200 bucks. You know, it's like I've got to lower the price and, and try to like whine and ask him to please, please buy it from me. So it's like I lose all the leverage. You know what I mean? And what I've liked about Web3 is, you know, even GoDaddy might have 9 million customer accounts, I think they talk about. So they've got like, you know, 3% of the U.S. covered and 1% of the world covered with the registrar accounts. And what I'm going to talk about at Domain or Expo is the Web3 domain company said, you know, there's, there's 2 billion people out there. We're going to go directly to them and tell our story. And look at the acceptance and the adoption that you've been able to get. Um, and the domain industry wants to say, but those domains don't work. They don't work. They don't resolve. And what I tell them back to the Web2 people is, yeah, that's how bad your product has got. These new TLDs and a lot of the non.com TLDs are so bad that people are buying domains that don't even resolve. So that's probably more than you wanted to hear. But I think that um, domain investors are used to liquidity. They're used to non-liquidity. And therefore, they've all learned you, could, you only buy quality, you only buy sure things. Most domain investors wouldn't buy what made them their money 20 years ago now. You know what I mean? But they got lucky 20 years ago. And so I just think that the people who engage in community, and you'll hear me talk a lot about community, the people who get satisfaction from having a chance to own a piece of digital content that could be something in the future, but if nothing else, it's worth what they paid for it now to look at, even if it's just to look at their PFP or look at their image on their dot, you know, like you guys do with your images and stuff. That's what they want. So I'd stick, I'd stick to the real people and, uh, and let the domainers come aboard. If I can answer that, if I can answer that Paige, um, well, Paige well, said, Paige was, said was, was very, very, very brilliant. Paige, do you mind me? 
Yeah, sorry about that, late page. Uh, you know, I haven't observed domainers. They're they're a cult like group of people that you know have these rules that don't make sense, right? You hear a lot of domainers tell you things like, "If it's not .com, it's bullshit," and that statement in itself is bullshit. Um, you know, because when you think about it, there are pros and cons to every extension, right? And when you speak with a domainer, um, most of them are not aware of the value of alternate CLDs, more so Web3. You know, there are some that are more open-minded. It just depends on, you know, what they have in their bag. So if I have a lot of .com, I'm going to talk bad about every other extension. So when I came in the domain industry, uh, which was very recently, I pushed a lot for .club. I was hired help. .club hired me to do marketing. And I got a lot of slack for that. A lot of back talking, a lot of people were annoyed with me, but I was I had conviction in what I was saying. And now I'm saying some of these dark club names. I sold one for over twenty thousand dollars the other day. So I felt like they they took all the good names and the new CLDs gave people an opportunity. It was sort of like a reset. And I feel feel like the same thing is happening in Web3. A lot of Web3 guys don't even invest in Web2, which I advise against, right? Because it's in my opinion, as illiquid as it is, there's more liquidity in Web2 right now. But the people in here are forward thinking. They're not thinking about when I buy this name, I'm going to sell it tomorrow or I'm going to list this name for sale. Some are, but most of them are thinking about the future. And that's what's amazing about Web3. It's a lot of brilliant people. It's pioneers. It's people that are thinking ahead of time and understand the value proposition behind a Web3 name, which is mostly digital identity. Yes, they don't resolve on common browsers, but they do resolve in some browsers. People dismiss that, right? Um, so I feel like there's a need for a lot of education. The more people understand why you need a Web3 domain name, the better for all of us collectively. So I would focus on educating people like you guys have been doing and the domainers are not going to change their mindset. And when you say domainers, that's such a broad term. But most domainers, when we say domainers, we're speaking of Web2 guys, right? Um, they're, they're not interested in anything but what they have in their bags. And that doesn't include Web3 for the most part. Yeah, and Ish, I think not to jump on, and I know you got maybe other topics, but that's one of the reasons the domain industry has had a hard time, in my opinion, gaining the traction it should have, is there were a very disjointed group of individual people looking out for their own assets. And that makes it very hard to collaboratively grow the idea of owning domain names or having domain names. So when I see people lined up around the corner at South by Southwest to hear Unstoppable, that's more people than are gonna hear about traditional domain names and be new potential digital asset owners. So that's, that's why I've been a, an advocate of it. And you know, when I think about the number of people that are, that are coming in that way, um, you know, th that's, that's powerful and, and it's community and it's all the stuff you guys talk about. You know, I think of Sandy and, and her reach on social media where there's more people that have heard the word domain name probably from her from her speaking cumulatively, you know, then GoDaddy or Namecheap has grown, right? Because, I mean, if they had to look at their growth, 
I just don't think it's there. Dot com's flat. The new G's are flat. Um, and this is the thing that's growing. So I'll I'll uh I'll give up for a little bit. And just to any of the listeners out there, if you want to ask any questions to the panel of speakers here, just feel free to DM the the Man Unstoppable account. Hey, Paige, I've got another follow-up for you. And then issue, if you don't mind, um, what extensions do you experiment in uh, outside of uh, .com and obviously the ones in Web3? I'm talking about other Web2 extensions, if you don't mind. Just trying to get a survey. Uh, things that you've sold, you know, maybe more than a few on, not just one or two. Well, since Ish was quiet for a whole second there, I guess I'll go. Uh, for me, I came to the conclusion a little while ago that in some ways the riches are in the niches is a, is a phrase I heard. And for me to go in there and compete against thousands of dot-com investors to buy expired names, I just don't have the capital, you know what I mean, to just outbid everybody when you have companies that own four and you know four million domains you're competing against. So for me, I have explored other extensions over the years, done a lot with .tv which no one likes, but I think could be the single best TLD for the next 10 years. I don't know if you know this or not, but apparently cutting the cord and streaming are big trends. Um, but because VeriSign owned it for 10 years, they, they never marketed it. They never did anything with it. So I'd say TV is probably my biggest one. Um, I'm doing a side project with my daughter and a TLD that a lot of people haven't heard about it, but we'd love to have you guys carry, which is .cfd, which is branded as clothing, fashion, and design. And one of the things we like about it is in a world where a lot of the TLDs are men-dominated, sports, tech, hobby, adult, um, you know, lots of right brain type stuff that we wanted to create something for expressive people in the worlds of clothing and fashion and design. So that's probably my number two. And then what Ish did in Dot, in dot Club, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you guys a story here. Ish Millie probably bought more domain, new domain people to understand what the power of ownership was of a domain name, that I own this. I'm not, I, I may be renting it with a little fee, but I own this and I can make this anything I can want it, I want it to be. And the industry looked at all these new people he brought in and they said, you're wrong. You know what I mean? And it was just to me the height of hypocrisy that the one connection that was made with real everyday people, you know what I mean? And if you remember those early calls where people are like, I bought this today and it's, it's given me hope. It's given, I mean, it was powerful. You know what I mean? And the industry had no idea what to do with that. So I'd say for me, I'll go with TV. CFD, although it's, it's, you know, a lot of people haven't heard of it. And then I'll go with Doc Club. Yeah, well, what Paige was referencing was the early days of the pandemic on Clubhouse, where we had thousands of people just discovering that domains were digital real estate. And, you know, I sort of like spearheaded that conversation. And, you know, the, the legacy domainers were very pissed off. Because like, who the hell is this black guy coming in here bringing all this people into domain? <laughs> but uh, all jokes aside, I, I, when I discovered domain, and I was in awe, and I was just like, "Whoa, this is powerful!" Are you telling me somebody sold a name for eight point eight million? Who the fuck is he, and where can I find him? That's the type of energy that I have. So I met people like Rick Schwartz. I met people like Frank Schilling, who sold his portfolio to GoDaddy for you know, I think it was what eighty eight million dollars. That GoDaddy reported, but probably a rumored two hundred million. Um, um, and, 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 and go ahead, Paige. 
I was just going to say, it's it's PJ. It's private jet money. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just when I realized that the, the, the people in the domain industry, like Morncy, who I became friends with and now work together with, and, you know, they're just regular people that position themselves in that vision. You know, I remember speaking with Rich Schwartz, and he said he bought porno.com for $42,000 in 1995 and sold it for $8.9 million. I knew that this was serious stuff. I, I just... You know, it wasn't something that I thought that I wanted to play with. I was like, you know what? The fact that I have this information and very few people out there know about this, there's two things I can do. I can hoard the information or I can enlighten people. So we started this thing called the Digital Real Estate Academy to inform people about domains as digital real estate. And um, the industry was sort of like in stealth mode. It was like sort of like the same people. And they were sort of like irritated to see all these new domainers obviously asking dumb questions and, but they were learning and they were curious and they were buying a shitload of dot clubs and other extensions. And, you know, they wanted to be part of the conversation. And I think that was probably the most marketing the domain industry has done um, recently. So when I learned about web three and how there's a company called unstoppable that has millions of users, I, I was intrigued. So now that, you know, I'm working with dot hip hop, I've been advising them like, look, as a TLD operator, study what Unstoppable Domains has done, right? Because we don't have a fighting chance, right, to go from the current 1,200 users that we have to get to millions of users if we don't use Web3, right? There's no, there's, you know, people are not going to use a .hiphop to build websites. It has to be a set of tools, and I think that Web3 enables that, right? And so I, I'm just excited. I feel like we're... We're at an inflection point with domains. The future is very bright. And that's the purpose of the conference, to collectively discuss the future of domain names, which I think, um, thankfully, because of you know unstoppable domains and others in the space, other stakeholders, is now a serious asset class. Whether you want to separate Web3 from Web2 or you want to lump them up together, it's a serious investment asset class. I mean, we all believe that. That's why we all invest in domain names. Well, uh, on the tech side, I'll just I'll say that uh, right now there's a lot going on with uh, with at a supple on DNS hookups, right? Because we're talking to a lot more Web two people, and we're looking forward to the Domainer conference, getting to meet people in person, and you know just talking through how things could work. Uh, just some funny anecdotes. I was trying to figure out how uh, pricing works in Web2, right? So that was one of the things that was on my agenda today. And I'm telling you guys, it is ridiculous. Uh, and and then I was also working today on like domain valuation because that's, that's something that a lot of people have said to me that, hey, this would be cool if we had a way to have, to have better domain uh, valuations. Because I know there's a couple people who are looking at doing lending versus domains, right? I think everyone here probably knows the couple of people on Twitter who have been doing that type of stuff. Um, I think Teller is starting to look into that too. And and so you need better domain appraisals. And in Web2, I was chatting with people. I'm like, all right, so who does appraisals? And it's like two people who had the data sources, right? It's super, uh, it's just, I, I feel like a kid in a candy store, right? As a technologist coming into the Web2 domain industry, and it feels like there has not been software innovation for domains in two decades. 
uh, on at the protocol layer and, and just on all the connective tissue on the back end too um, for these different places. And I feel that we just have a ton to offer here uh, for, I just think there's a ton to offer here for, for using the traditional domain name system and standing on the shoulders of giants to help bootstrap uh, Web3 um, digital identity. And uh, so I'm excited about all those things that we're working on. It's gonna take some time. I, I think that as far as like, you know, tech cycles, it's gonna take, uh, it's gonna take us another three to five years to get the major pieces in place um, to drive, drive adoption. Adop yeah, but, but I think that I think it's happening and I'm pretty excited about that. So Paige, I saw you jump in. Paige, I saw you jump in. Baloney, man. I'm not in web three for three to five years. You know, I think web three, I'm, I'm okay. I'm coming. I'm a fan. Okay. Don't get me wrong. But, I, but what I like about web three and people want to say web three is decentralized. Web three is blockchain. Web three is also fast. Web three is now web three is I'm going to build a browser over the weekend. You know what I mean? So I would just encourage you, um, you know, we don't have to be like the Web 2 people, the slow-moving dinosaurs, you know. Um, I would just encourage you to go fast, lose quick, innovate. Um, you know, that, that's what attracted me to Web 3 as, as much as anything um, was the, the speed that things can be done. Uh, so there's my two cents. Well, I hope you're. I hope you're right. So, because uh, I can't. What we can do is we can build the technology for people to use it, uh, but we can't. Uh, we can't force people to use it. And so we just have to keep waiting. On, we have to keep working on the technology to make it easy and intuitive enough and provide enough value for people for them uh, to catch on. And I think that right now, uh, a couple of the things that are holding us back. I think number one is the the wallet interface interaction for normal people. I just think wallets are hard for normal people. And I think that the things that are being built around wallets uh, and you see account abstraction and, and um, MPC wallets are the two big innovations this cycle. I think that those have another six to 18 months to get better. And then another thing that I think is pretty hard for people to do uh, is is essentially uh, like coming up with with ways where cross blockchain type of communication and uh, being able to do lookups across multiple networks. So people are going to look up Web three domain names, for example. Uh, you, if you want to look up, you know, on Solana and on Polygon and on Ethereum and all these different places, uh, you're going to need libraries to do that. Uh, to do that. A lot of companies are waiting on those libraries because they're not very stable because they're getting updated every 30 days or even faster than that. Like some of these things have, you know, commits on a daily basis. And I think that until they reach stability, you're not going to have um, adoption. So that's why my time frame is a little bit uh, further out. But Paige, I'll be very happy if people come sooner. So, uh, but I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're that bullish. Honestly, uh, it's happy. I'm happy to hear that. Uh, web3 consumers are that bullish on the space i'm um, but uh, on the tech side i i do i'm just gonna i'm gonna stick with my original bet which is i think that the wallets and some of this connective tissue stuff is going to take a little while longer but and i actually think that's really fast um comparatively but you know uh, i understand the frustration <laughs> of wanting to move faster I'll, I'll add as an observation is web3 is mostly where the innovation is 
it's a lot more permissionless than Web 2. Uh, you know, you got to go through ICANN to move really slowly. Um, and I just encourage everyone listening to take advantage of that, that because things could change, right? Um, you know, I, I see people like Andre, um, who's in Web Super building in Web 3, um, you know, communities like the ENS Maxis, um, you know, I'm doing a conference, like just innovate in Web 3 while we can, because um, Web 2 is, is sort of like stuck in its ways, you know what I mean? And part of that innovation is educating people, right? Like there's a lot of opportunity in educating people about Web 3 and, you know, onboarding people into Web 3 and, you know what I mean? So just think about that. Like you, you have way above average knowledge than the general population at this point. We keep investing in that knowledge, build that network by leveraging, you know, platforms like Twitter spaces, um, you know, NFC projects that, you know, you can connect with people of common interest, um, attend a conference like Domaina Expo, um, where you might be able to shake hands with a Matt or a Paige, myself, and all the speakers and, you know, share your ideas. And even if you don't have a tech background, you can still be a builder. So I, I, I love that about Web3. Like Paige said, you know, you can feel forward um, and, and you, you can do it now. I will say, just looking back, Paige, that uh, if you would ask me five years ago, would we be here in five years? Uh, this has exceeded expectations. So I will say that it has moved a lot faster over the past five years than I had originally anticipated. So uh, I feel bad for not being as optimistic as you. you you've got me feeling bad about it. But, but uh, you know, I am very long-term bullish uh, on this space. And I think that one of the things you said earlier, it's just worth reiterating, is if we, if actually every person who has a crypto wallet needs a domain name the market size is huge and so you know there is an explosive opportunity here um if the 400 million people with bitcoin wallets decide that they want to have a name for that wallet uh and that number keeps growing every year and i think people underestimate that utility it is a real utility that is worth being proud of so when people in web 2 push back and go oh these are speculative like well have you ever sent crypto do you, I can't remember, I don't know anyone who can memorize their crypto wallet address. And I've literally accidentally sent someone five grand to the wrong wallet before. So it's a real thing and it's a real value proposition. And it's just one of the many utilities that Web3 domain names offer. So just that opportunity by itself is massive. And, you know, people could underplay that or underestimate it or devalue it, but it doesn't mean that it's not solving a real world problem. So, you know, you should feel bullish about Web3. And Matt, you and your team should be proud of what you guys are building. Um, you know, a lot of people go, oh, we're, we're, we're big on decentralization and it's a for-profit company. Well, the last time I checked, you know, capitalism was okay. And so I think building around Web3, you guys have validated Web3. Um, and, and there are other people that, you know, are taking a different approach and that's okay. Everyone can coexist. Uh, but what I think is commendable is, you know, in an industry that is in its infancy, the way you guys have addressed your growing pains, um, the way you guys have been able to scale, your growth strategies, I think this is stuff that people are going to read about in business school one day. Think about it, Paige. There's 1,600 CLDs. How many of them can brag of having a million people? Right. The ones that have done it, 
like .xyz, right? They've been criticized by the industry because people want to do business the same way. You're talking about older people that don't understand innovation, right? It's like, how am I supposed to compete when there's a .com in the world? Right? The only way to compete is by being innovative and doing things that aren't typical, right? So when people say, oh, Unstoppable gave away credits, well, I call that onboarding, right? The phone business did the same thing. They gave away free phones, right? So I look forward to just what you guys are going to do in your next phases, because I know right now you're in the customer acquisition phase. I understand business, right? I tell people, do you understand the social media grew into hundreds of billions of dollars in revenue by giving away free handles? Like, what is the problem here, right? When you have an ecosystem of millions of users, you can become an advertising network. You can do so much with a community, right? There are people that actually pay to acquire customers, right? So think about that. There are a lot of industries where they pay for people to sign up for their services because of the lifetime value of a customer. So I, I just think that, you know, business is, is an art. And I, I dig the approach, man. I appreciate it. Paige, since we got you here, uh, I actually got a question for you. What would be your anti-portfolio? Like, so when you're looking at Web3, I'm not going to ask you what you're buying, right? Because I don't want you to give away your secrets. But what are the things you're not buying in Web3? Uh, yeah, no doubt. In, in fact, Ish, I can... I, I can... actually got a question for you. What would be your anti Go ahead, Paige. I think we had a Twitter problem. Yeah, Paige, were you, were you able to hear the question? Oh, I think Twitter rugged Paige. <laughs> so we may have him back in a second. Oof, okay, I'll be sure to uh, invite him back up once he joins back in. Hey, uh, Paige, can you hear us? Hey. Yeah, did you hear Matt's yeah, question? Did you hear Matt's question? Was it about the anti-portfolio? Yeah. Yes. 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 The anti-portfolio. And I, but I didn't hear the second part. What is an anti-portfolio? So what you're not. So what you're not buying in Web three. What am I not buying in Web three? Um, well, I'm not buying in Web three the same things I don't buy in Web two. I don't buy trademark names. Um, I don't probably buy names that I think of randomly. <laughs> I usually try to apply at least a thirty minute rule to what I buy, if not a 24 hour rule to see if I still like it in the morning. Um, but in terms of web three, I think that the biggest thing that's changed in domaining in the last 10 years has been the switch from natural words to brandables. So I'm probably buying more brandable words, meaning I might be more likely to buy, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, some of the TLDs I own uh, on another platform or like, you know, dot V or dot rainbow or something. So I might be buying rainbow dot crypto instead of as good as a keyword might be of like, uh, you know, life insurance dot crypto that really, I think people want this, this identity now where it's brandable. So I would not be buying as many 
two word natural language words that look good on Estabot, which is a valuation system that's 10 years old. And it says that, oh, people are searching for this word. That's probably the thing that I wouldn't buy now. Um, what else would I not buy? Trademarks and just stuff that you think of quickly, but then you don't really want to be married to it. I try to think of each name I buy as like I have a shelf in my office and I only have room for so many trophies. And I may have my top shelf and I may have my middle shelf and my bottom shelf. And even though you say, well, it only costs you 20 bucks or 50 bucks or 100 bucks and there's no renewals, just go ahead and do it. I try to tell myself, no, I'm still going to be emotionally invested in that name. And so do I really want it? Do I really like it? I don't know if they answered your question, but those are the things I think of when I think of what I'm not buying. That was beautiful. Thank you. Paige, I actually have a question for you. Um, so I believe you mentioned that you had made a domain sale for over a million dollars. What was the backstory back behind, behind that? Or what was your favorite, was domain, your favorite sales domain sales story, story in general? Yeah, I had two sales over a million. One was seniors.com. I had bought it at the downside of the first bubble back in 01. Company had raised five million bucks, went out of business. And back in the day, you used to have these long bandwidth contracts and an office lease. And so I bought it for a hundred grand from the owner. And I had to keep it during a time when even AOL, the most dominant internet company ever to this day, I say, in terms of percentage, Google's obviously bigger. Um, they were worth nothing, so nothing was worth anything. But anyway, I held it through, uh, went ahead and went through uh, learning about domains, thought it was about a $100,000 domain, then 500000 then 800000 started working with the domain community, and I put it in Monty Khan, who's doing the auction at Domainer Expo. He had a Madison Avenue, give me the best dot-coms in the world to take to Madison Avenue to show these people what they can buy. And so uh, put it in that auction and, uh, and it sold for 1.7 million. Next story was a little easier and probably more lucky than good, but I wanted to reinvest. And I said, well, I made a hundred thousand into a million and a half, I'll do it again. So I looked at some names are available and guy.com was available at Sadu, which was a brokerage and they wanted 150,000. And the reason I tell this story is I just had this happen with a Web3 domain name this week, but everyone was trying to get it for 110 or 120 or 115 or what's the lowest you'd take? What's the lowest you'd take? And I really liked it for guy.com, half the people in the world, you know? So I, and I just, I just hit the bit, I just hit the offer, bought it for 150. And about uh, four months later, I got a message from Sadu because when I bought it, I told my rep, I said, list it for sale, buy it now, a million dollars. And about four months later, I got a message that said, your domain just sold for a million dollars. So that was probably more lucky than good. But uh, those are my two big stories. Wow. That's going to be so crazy to happen. Um, yeah, it's like you mentioned, when, when it's inbound and it comes to you, there's a lot more a lot more leverage that comes your way. Whereas like outbound, you lose the, the value prop. Yep. And I think, but I think what you guys are doing is completely different, which is basically this idea of one to many, um, which says we've got a story we're going to tell. And, you know, when, when I was involved with uh, cloud name and, and I'm also involved with free name now, full disclosure, you know, we did a lot with unstoppable and, and I did, a joint venture back in 2019, as I mentioned with Topcoin. But the idea is you guys were telling this story to a million people, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, marketing connections with big groups of people. And you were harvesting 
you know, I don't know what your numbers were, but I assume that they were better than the normal, you know, whatever the return you're supposed to get because we could see the numbers and you were getting, you know, three and two and five and 8% of people, um, you know, joining and buying. And, and that doesn't happen in domains, right? <laughs> so anyway, that's what I, that's what I like about what you guys did back then. Well, you set yourself up for a follow-up. Uh, what would you like to see us do now? So I think, you know, and then I give the same advice and I probably will on stage. As I mentioned before, as good as the wallet use case is, I want to hear about, you know, the other, I think you guys are like 400 integrations. I know free names like at a hundred ENS has a bunch of integrations. I think it's time to move beyond the wallet address. It's a great use case. It's our go-to use case. There's no doubt it's the head turner, the easiest one to understand. But I think there's a generation of people with money invested, including me and all the different platforms. And I'm ready for what's next. I'm ready to see more of those integrations, you know, and 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 that's what I'm pushing, you know, Freename, who I consult for to do, is is I think there's a group of early adopters that's ready for what's next and and that already knows about the wallet address. We know, we know, we know, but maybe what's next. So I'd say don't forget the owners that own now and in search of new customers, maybe forget that that you know we're still looking to to get to the next step in phase two for for being early buyers. Definitely. And I think um, we're closing in on time here. So I guess we'll start wrapping things up. I'll pass the mic to you, Ishmaeli, first. Do you have any last words? I think this has been a very um, impromptu, informative conversation. You know, to have a legend like Paige, two seven-figure exits, he disclosed today he sold over $20 million worth of domains to openly share value. Um, like this is exciting. And, you know, you can see Matt's quest to learn from people like that. And I think that's why Matt's so successful. Um, I, I just love it. I love when people connect and brainstorm. And I think that's that's really what is the catalyst of innovation. Um, these are the type of conversations that we're going to have at the Domain Expo. These are the type of opportunities where you have a fusion of people that are, I believe, the, the builders of the future of web of domain names, not just Web2. Um, and I think, you know, if you want to be part of that conversation um, and part of that energy, you can't afford not to be at the Domain Expo. Um, you know, Vegas is the cheapest airport to fly into. So, you know, it's not going to get any better. And I think as it is right now, we're ready to go. We have enough speakers. Um, we expect the attend, you know, the attendance to wrap up, ramp up as the event gets closer. Um, and, you know, I'm the agenda is 95% done. You can take a look at it. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, it's going to be an amazing, amazing conference. It's the first of many, hopefully. And I'm just thankful. I'm thankful for everyone's support. Um, I'm thankful for just discovering Web3 domain names. And like Paige said, I'm, I'm eager to see what's next. All right, everybody. Uh, please retweet this spaces uh, when it's over, the recorded version, and, and leave a comment.
Uh, and I think we'll give a pair of tickets out to one person who does that. So, uh, and you know, if you can't use them, just let us know. We'll pick somebody else till we find someone who can make it. Uh, but we'll connect with Ish and get a pair of tickets for you guys uh, so that we get more of this out there and get some more people to show up. And, you know, I love asking questions. I'm looking forward to meeting people and asking questions in person, uh, and chatting with everybody. And Paige, thanks for coming up and sharing your wisdom and please give it, give us all the feedback you want at Unstoppable Domains. Uh, and we like it direct. Um, love to hear your ideas and your history because you've got a lot of knowledge to share. Um, and we were, we're trying to build this industry out. Uh, and so that's why we're connecting with others in the industry uh, to make that make that happen. Yeah, I'll pass the mic to you as a page. Any final thoughts? thoughts? Final thoughts. Um... Yeah, I'm glad to join in. I mean, just the energy and excitement we had in this room was great. Uh, you're on the bubble. You're wondering whether to come to Domain or Expo. And I don't think this was supposed to be a Domain or Expo only thing, but I'll, I'll tell you this, you know, cut the cut the investment into, into four parts and ask yourself, am I going to have one meeting or connection on Tuesday morning that makes me 125 bucks? Am I going to make one connection Tuesday afternoon? One connection Wednesday morning, one connection Wednesday afternoon. And if nothing else, after listening and hearing people really talk about what they're really doing, are you going to be in a better position to go forward for the rest of 2023 and 2024? Because you got around some real people and you may find that you need to share some of the ideas and things that you think with someone in person to have them say, you're going down the wrong path. That's maybe not the right thing to do. So get together, come join us, have some community, and uh, hopefully we'll see you in Vegas. Yeah, thank you guys for showing up. Thank you, Ishmilly. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Paige. And we'll catch you guys next Monday. Thanks for having me.